98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. Health officials say vaccine contamination was the most likely reason why a police officer tested false positive for COVID-19. Beijing's Ministry of Education has suggested Hong Kong grant legal status to simplified Chinese and Mandarin. And the June the 4th Museum is now closed and organisers don't believe it will reopen in time for Friday's Tiananmen Square Massacre anniversary. Health officials say vaccine contamination was the most likely reason why a police officer tested false positive for COVID-19. The 35-year-old officer was declared the first local case with no clear source in more than a month yesterday. This has now been removed from that tally. Infectious diseases expert Yung Kwok Yung, who investigated the case, said the contamination could have happened at a private clinic in Lok Fu, where the officer picked up a test kit last Saturday. Professor Yoon says the clinic administered Sinovac jabs to four people that morning and a nurse removed labels from the vaccine bottles to stick them on patients' records after inoculation. The same nurse may be the one who actually dispensed the diffuse saliva collection package to the police officer. And during the process, it is highly possible that the fingers which has been contaminated with the residual vaccine and then introduce it inside the collection package. And that lead to the contamination of the diffuse saliva sample from this uh, police officer. Beijing's Ministry of Education has suggested Hong Kong grant legal status to simplify Chinese and Mandarin and for students here to learn Mandarin under a system in which the language is incorporated into the local exam system. The suggestions were made in a report about the language situation in the Greater Bay Area. The state ministry also said the SER could cooperate with Guangdong to promote Mandarin teaching. These suggestions came as Hong Kong's education system experiences swift changes in the aftermath of the protests in 2019 and after the implementation of the national security law. In response, the Education Bureau said there are already lessons and activities for primary and secondary school students to learn Mandarin. The June the 4th Museum is now closed and organisers don't believe it will reopen in time for Friday's anniversary of the 1989 Tiananmen Square massacre. The Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China has decided to close the museum until further notice so it can seek legal advice and protect the safety of staff, members and visitors. Yesterday, Food and Environmental Hygiene Department officers turned up at the museum, alleging it was operating as a place of public entertainment without the required licences. Richard Choi of the Hong Kong Alliance says the case may be politically motivated. I think judging from the uh, recent political environment, we certainly cannot uh, preclude the possibility that there is some political motive behind the action made by the Food and Environmental Hygiene Department uh, recently uh, towards the Jun Bob Museum. But pro-Beijing lawmaker Alice Mack dismissed claims that the investigation into the museum was politically motivated. She also brushed aside suggestions that the probe was aimed at stopping events marking the anniversary. This is their duty, and so I think we should not have any other irrelevant thinking about this. We would not want to see a government department will have to calculate on which date or the complaints is about which organization. So they have to calculate what is the appropriate time to investigate the case. And I'm very certain that all the government departments and the officials will only exercise their power according to the law and irrelevant of any information or any dates or whatever that's not relevant to the law. 
Chief Executive has dismissed the notion that Hong Kong's ageing population is a major social problem. Carrie Lam says the SER can always adjust its demographics by moving people across the border. She also says Hong Kong could try to attract young talent from the mainland and overseas to move here. Professor Paul Yip from the University of Hong Kong, who's known for his population research, says while the city should try to attract outside talent, it's equally important to retain its own people, something he says the government has failed to do. They are not mutually exclusive. Actually, we should encourage, I think, more people to come over. But at the same time, I think we should work hard, I think, to retain our own talents. But very unfortunately, I think it seems that our government seems to be give up, I think, mm. uh, to our own talents. I mean, uh, just to rely on the talents across the border, which is very undesirable. We have to understand what drives the people out of Hong Kong. Now, if the situation uh, can drive the people out of, out of Hong Kong, it will make Hong Kong less attractive I mean, to the outside people to come into Hong Kong. So I think we just cannot turn a blind eye that our, we are, if the people leaving, it doesn't matter. I think we just have to rely on the replacement, uh, I mean, from outside. Tune to RTHK, the time is five minutes past 11. Hong Kong is poised to allow children as young as 12 to get the BioNTech coronavirus vaccine, with the government advisor revealing that all members of the administration's vaccine panel support the expansion. Joanne Wong has the story. The government says a decision on whether to lower the age limit for the BioNTech jabs is expected to be made shortly, with the health secretary making her judgment after considering the views of the advisory panel on COVID-19 vaccines. A member of the panel, Chinese University professor David Hoy, says they're all in favor of adding 12 to 15-year-olds to the inoculation drive. Speaking on a morning radio show, he quoted data from the manufacturer that protection for this age group is as high as 100 percent. They have more antibodies and only experience normal side effects, Professor Hoy added. Professor Hoy also said it's better for children to get the jab over the summer holidays. And if enough teachers and students are inoculated before the start of the school year, then full-day classes can resume. These 15-year-old pupils told RTHK that they would get the vaccine for the chance to return to normal lessons at school. I think this would be very beneficial for my school days so that I don't need to... I, I have less restrictions, like I don't need to wear a mask or at least be safe temporarily by the virus. I prefer full-day school, so I would probably get it just for that. I focus better and also more time with friends, I guess. Professor Hoy said pupils may be able to remove their masks for outdoor activities, but it's better to keep them on in the classroom for now. Health Secretary has voiced support for an expert committee's decision to stop reporting every death following a coronavirus jab. Sophia Chan says only notifying people about meaningful cases will help them better understand the situation. As Timmy Sung reports. The city's inoculation drive has received a lukewarm response ever since it was rolled out in February. Some people had said they were reluctant to get the jabs after learning from the media that multiple people had died after receiving their shots. Despite experts reiterating that their deaths were not linked to the vaccine. To address the problem, the Expert Committee on Clinical Events Assessment following COVID-19 immunization said it would only report on deaths that are potentially associated with the shots. 
Speaking on an RTHK radio program, Health Secretary Sophia Chen backed the expert committee's decision, saying the previous practice of reporting every death after the jabs could lead to confusion and misinformation. Our transparency has and will always be there. We are not holding back the information, but only reporting meaningful cases to the people. We believe that if we only disclose cases that have a potential link with the vaccine, it will be more clear, she said. The health minister also conceded that there's a lot of room for improvement in terms of the city's inoculation rate and urged people to embrace the vaccines on offer as that is the only way to rein in the spread of the coronavirus. Meanwhile, University of Hong Kong microbiologist Ho Pak Leung said the government needs to step up its promotion efforts and communicate with people in layman's terms, saying members of the public won't understand all the technical jargons. He stressed both vaccines available in Hong Kong, BioNTech and Sanovac are safe. Education Bureau has told government subsidised schools to give teachers who are inoculated by August the 31st vaccine days off. Moves in line with the government's inoculation centres for the civil service. The Bureau says subsidised school, te- school teachers can either take off the day they receive the jab or the day after for each dose. For those who have already been fully inoculated, they can take two days of holiday before March the 31st. Hong Kong Football Club has told its employees to get vaccinated against COVID-19, warning that a failure to get jabbed without a medical exemption will see them miss out on pay rises, bonuses and even promotions. Timmy Song again. Efforts over the past week to boost the city's lowly vaccination rate have mainly seen companies offer their staff paid day-offs and brought requests and encouragement for staff to be vaccinated. But the Hong Kong Football Club is going one step further with its notice that says its staff's dropped prospects will be harmed by a refusal to get inoculated. Staff who refuse to take the COVID-19 jab or cannot produce an exemption certificate will receive no pay rise, no discretionary bonuses and no promotion going forward, says an internal memo from the club's general manager, Mark Pauli. For staff who have been fully vaccinated, they will get a $2,000 payment. Anyone who gets their jobs before the end of July or can produce a valid medical exemption certificate will get that money too, as well as paid leave. Once all staff have been vaccinated, a $1,000 bonus will be paid out. In the memo, Mr. Pauli says the measures are to encourage staff to get vaccinated as soon as possible to ensure the smooth operation of the club. The club declined to comment further when approached by RTHK. President Xi Jinping has called on the Communist Party to widen the country's circle of friends by creating a trustworthy and lovable image. It's a sign of a possible shift in Beijing's diplomatic tactics that analysts say have become increasingly antagonistic. Speaking at the Daily News briefing, a foreign ministry spokesperson, Wang Wenbin, said the change would benefit both China and the world. I want to stress that enhancing and improving our international communication and strengthening our capability and international publicity will help China to create a more favorable external environment for our reform, development and stability and also help us to make positive contributions to the building of the community while ensuring the future of mankind. 
Beijing has denied that 16 Chinese military transport aircraft violated Malaysia's airspace, describing the flight as routine training. Kuala Lumpur scrambled warplanes on Monday to intercept the Chinese aircraft off Borneo over the South China Sea, calling it an intrusion. More from the BBC's Will Leonardo. The Royal Malaysian Air Force said the Chinese planes flew within 110 kilometres of the coast of Sarawak State in Borneo. They said the aircraft didn't contact regional air traffic control, despite being asked several times. They described the incident as a serious threat to national sovereignty and safety because of dense air traffic nearby. The Chinese embassy in Kuala Lumpur said the planes had abided by international law. Beijing has been building up a military presence in the South China Sea, which it claims almost in its entirety. Indian government says it wants to triple its supply of coronavirus vaccines to 10 million per day by July as it tries to avoid another outbreak as disastrous as April's. But is that target achievable and how is the broader campaign against coronavirus going? Parker Dutt is a columnist for The Washington Post who's been tramping around India. She gives her response to the announcement. Well, if they're actually able to ramp up the supply to 10 million a day, uh, I would be very pleased to see that happen. But at the moment, I think there's a lot of skepticism about this announcement. The government has also claimed that all of India will be vaccinated by the end of this year. But frankly, we've seen anywhere between a 38% to a 51% at times drop in the vaccination rates in the kind of villages that I'm traveling through. And I'm in the south of India right now in a small village. Most primary healthcare centers have no vaccine supply. Even in the cities, we've seen people who were scheduled for their second jab unable to get their second jab. We have seen arbitrarily, uh, not everybody is convinced that it's for reasons of science, the gap between the first jab and the second jab uh, having been increased by a few weeks. So if they're actually able to implement this, hurrah. But I think from what we've seen in the last couple of months with the acute vaccine shortage, not all of us are convinced that this is an implementable idea. Sport and we have a few upsets on day four of the French Open to tell you about. The women's number 10 seed Belinda Bencic of Switzerland fell in the second round to Russia's Daria Katsakina in straight sets. The men's side, the 11th seed Roberta Bautista Agut of Spain lost in four sets to Henri Laxonen. The Swiss player had 53 winners. Another Spaniard, Pablo Andujar, who ousted full seed Dominic team in the opening round, was beaten by Argentina's Federico Delboni in five sets. It's going to be a mouth-watering second-round NBA playoff series. Giannis Atacumpo of the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Nets' big three of Kerry Durant, Kerry Irving and James Harden. That's after the Brooklyn Nets finished off the Boston Celtics in five games in the first-round series. Harden had 34 points and a triple-double in a 123-209 win in Game 5. Mind of our top stories tonight, health officials say vaccine contamination was the most likely reason why a police officer tested false positive for COVID-19. And Beijing's Ministry of Education has suggested Hong Kong grant legal status to simplify to Chinese and Mandarin. That's the news from RTHK. And you'll find when the rhythm takes over your mind, we'll be swaying, music playing, dancing easy. Anytime, any place, anywhere, there's a magical world we can share. And 
Life is an advert for drink, and Danny Williams realizes some marketing there. Put into the charts, did all right with that one. And Moon River was another one. How are you doing? We're into our second hour this evening. Peter King with you through till 1 a.m. Is it an earthquake or is it a shock? Is it the good turtle soup or merely the mind? Is it a cocktail, this feeling of joy, or is what I feel the real McCoy? Is it for always, or just for a lark? Is it Granada? 